Hello everyone, welcome to Player's Spellbook, a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim. And today, we're talking about the Cantrip Poison Spray. Yeah, welcome, and thanks for listening. Uh, before we jump into Poison Spray, Derek, I was wondering if you've ever uh, homebrewed your own poison. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of poisons in the Dungeon Master's Guide that I think don't show up a lot in most games. There's certainly like poison damage and monsters that deal poison, but things like uh, Midnight Tears and uh, some of the other really creative poisons that are included don't don't see a lot of use. So I think using those is fantastic, and they've been a great uh, font of inspiration for me in coming up with some of my own unique and original poisons for my game. Uh, specifically, uh, I've used one, or I have been meaning to use one, I have it written in my notes, called Vagabond, uh, sort of like a, a paste made up from the roots of a vagabond tree, which is where it, it got its name. Um, and it's, it's kind of a combination of the poisoned condition with the uh, weakening effect of like the gold dragon's breath weapon. Gives you like disadvantage on attacks with uh, attacks that use strength. Strength-based attacks deal half damage. I can picture it as something that you would use to like incapacitate somebody rather than try to kill them. It's this sort of poison that's designed to weaken someone, make them easier to bring in. Might even be the sort of thing that maybe less scrupulous city guards might use um, or something like that. It could be kind of a creative way to introduce poison in such a way that isn't directly lethal to your players but might promote them being taken captive or something like that hasn't gotten much use in our game yet since basically nobody (laughs) uses strength (laughs) for their attack rolls um right so it's it's not um super well suited to our campaign but i'll i'll find a way to make it work (laughs) Mm, yeah well, I can make a strength-based character sometime, and then you can just poison me. And then I can poison you, exactly. You now can, you know I'll that your next strength-based character is just begging to be poisoned. Poison Spray is, curiously enough, a conjuration cantrip. It has a casting time of one action and a range of 10 feet. Its components are verbal and somatic with an instantaneous duration. You extend your hand toward a creature you can see within range and project a puff of noxious gas from your palm. The creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 poison damage. The spell's damage increases by 1d12 when you reach 5th level, 11th level, and 17th level. The classes that can take this cantrip are the Artificer, the Druid, the Sorcerer, the Warlock, and the Wizard. Yeah, (laughs) this is not to me, this is not the best, but (laughs) so that's that's interesting in that I think a lot of people would see that D12 and be like, wow, that's the most damage of any cantrip in the player's handbook. That's that's amazing. So what is it about this that uh, what is it about this that uh, makes that D12 seem less appealing to you? Yeah, I think it's because I know a little bit more of the the actual stats of all the different damage types and save. So while well, starting off 10 foot range is not great, 
it's not great. This is very much a melee cantrip. The, the benefit is that it doesn't require an attack roll. So uh, yes. cantrips that require attack rolls, you run into the problem of if you make a ranged attack while you're within, you know, five feet of a hostile creature, you have disadvantage. So you can use this in melee because it's a constitution save. Um, so yes. there's that. But yes, you aren't going to be blasting people from miles away with poison spray. No. And then con saves are, I think, notoriously high among monsters. Like if monsters are have a save in anything, it con tends to be one of them. Yeah, you have to sort of pick your targets. You can come yeah. across the more sort of like skirmishy monsters, um, things like goblins or gnolls or something like that, where, you know, maybe constitution isn't the best. But generally the people that don't, prioritize constitution aren't within 10 feet of you <laughs> they're the right. archers and spellcasters that are really trying to maintain <laughs> their distance yeah exactly and the uh and i think most creatures tend to have at least an even or a plus one to con there's i don't think there's that many that would have like a minus to con you want to know what the highest cr the highest challenge rating monster is I'm going to guess two. Challenge one. It's a swarm of quippers. Oh, no. A swarm of piranhas has constitution yeah. nine and is CR one. Then from there, there's the CR one half gas spore, um, which mm-hmm. is immune to poison. Uh, then there's the winged kobold <laughs> at CR one quarter. And then a swarm of ravens and a swarm of rats and a pixie. Really? And then you have normal kobolds and then a bunch of challenge zero animals like owls and frogs and stuff. Oh, okay. 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 Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so beyond challenge one, every monster in the monster manual has at least 10 constitution. So yeah, you know that basically everybody that you're targeting this cantrip at has at least a zero or better to their bonus whereas some other cantrips that require say like deck saves or intelligence saves or wisdom saves you can sort of specifically target certain monsters anticipating that they'll be bad like you can probably guess that the zombie the shambling zombie has a pretty low dex um Hmm. whereas like basically everything's gonna have a a decent constitution yeah that's just it's just not consistent. Yeah. And well, I, it makes sense that con is so high because basically if you have a negative con modifier, every level you're getting a negative hit point. Yeah. Cause it's, or you're losing hit points. <laughs> I mean, hardly so, anybody low balls decks or sorry, low balls constitution. Oh, it would be, it would be a choice. Poison can be a risky damage type because, yeah, so many monsters, not even resistant, are just like flat out immune to it. Like almost all yeah. undead are immune to poison. Um, almost all fiends are immune to poison. Almost all oozes are immune to poison. Um, constructs. I constructs think. are immune to poison. Uh, and so it's like, you know, huge, not even like individual monsters, but entire classes of monsters just don't care about poison um so it can be risky i i I say this caveat every time totally depends on what kind of a campaign you're running um right you know if you're gonna be fighting 
if it's like attack of the oozes or whatever, <laughs> or if you're going to be fighting like nothing, but you know, like it incorporeal undead, like if it's, if you're like ghost hunters or whatever, then yeah, they're probably poison damage is not the kind of thing you want to be going for. Um, yeah. but if you anticipate you're fighting mostly humanoids, like if you're playing, um, I don't know, some like urban setting or something like that, wherein, you know, you anticipate that most of your enemies are going to be normal humanoids, then, then maybe that's fine. Unless most of those humanoids are dwarves, in which case, again, you got a bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's not even a cantrip that can benefit from the elemental adept. Uh, oh, is poison feature. not an option for elemental adept? No. Oh, really? Because it's elements, right? I didn't know that. So it's like cold, uh, cold fire. I think there is like, isn't there like a poisoner feat in Tasha's Maybe. Cauldron? Uh, oh my goodness. I, I should have done my research ahead of time. I apologize. I'm spending so much time <laughs> looking stuff up. Poisoner. Here we go. Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. When you make a damage roll that deals poison damage, it ignores resistance to poison damage. Uh, and then you can okay. apply poison to a weapon and you gain proficiency with a poisoner's kit and you can create poisons. So obviously the, oh, the, nice. the second two effects are for like weapon attacks. But mm-hmm. if even just that thing of ignoring poison resistance is pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. If you're going for maybe yeah. like if you're an arcane trickster rogue or something like that, you'll benefit <laughs> from both poisoning your daggers and taking poison spray, then just it's not a another bad idea. cantrip another cantrip for your arcane trickster rogue yeah uh, maybe what we're discovering from this series is that i really want to play an arcane trickster rogue <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> okay well we've sort of um set our issues with poison spray how can we yeah make it good what 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 sorts of characters do you think might be able to to get some use out of this cantrip we mentioned Maybe an arcane trickster who took the poisoner feet, but that's fairly yeah. niche. Yeah, the poisoner feet sounds like it would work. It, ha- it helps think, mitigate some of the problems for sure. I think this, like, I don't like. I don't know of many places where this is going to be great. I don't even know if there's that many subclasses that are built around poison damage because that kind of wouldn't make. The only one that I can think of is if you're a dragon soul sorcerer and you choose the green dragon ancestry. Oh yeah, Um, that's true. Which is actually a character I I really wanted to play. I I have a, I have an idea in in my mind of a, a like high elf sorcerer whose father is like a dragon slayer and he killed this green dragon. The green dragon cursed him in his dying breath that he would like die at the hand of his eldest son or something like that. And ever since then, that dragon slayer's eldest son started manifesting like draconic sorcery, like his eyes flashed green. And at one point he like breathed poison gas out like towards his father. And then he went into like exile fled, Mm. you know, fled the the kingdom because he doesn't want to kill his dad. Very Oedipus, Oedipus Rex type situation. And then he's (laughs) like horrified as he advances in levels because he's seeing like the dragon's curse become more and more powerful in himself. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just I think that there's there's so much meat there to, to, <laughs> to dig into it, just like the psychology of what that would put you through. Um, 
So that would yeah. be a cool poison based character. Um, right. And that I think but you even, could consider taking yeah. poison spray because you're getting to add your charisma to the damage. And like, right. At that, you know, at sixth level, like 2d12 plus, f- let's say, four for an 18 charisma mm-hmm. casters. Like, that's pretty good damage for a cantrip. Won't work all the time, but yeah. when it does, man, that's, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It won't work on every creature, but when it does. Yeah, well, and then and then it's like good. when you're in encounters with enemies that are like all immune to poison damage, when you have to like fight off a demonic incursion or something like that. It's like, well, you time to get creative. <laughs> time to <laughs> really, pick really something take a else. look at that spell list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I think the only reason. I would probably take this is just for flavor, like a like a uh circle of spores druid kind of fits in there or yeah uh yeah, ar- or artificer like if you're a circle of, kind the of land artificer. specializing in like swamps or something like that yeah um yeah it it may not be the best mechanically but you know you don't play D. most people don't play D purely for the mechanics um, and there yeah. certainly are, yeah, character concepts where this fits in very well. Your green dragon sorcerers, your, um, uh, what's, what's the word? Like alchemist artificers, um, circle of the spores, druid. Mm-hmm. In terms of how it's used for a DM, I mean, like at lower levels, it's pretty good damage. Um, and so like, it's not a bad cantrip to consider for, um, some some low level spell casting enemies um again your mm-hmm. players probably nobody has a bad constitution save and so they can have a have a fairly good chance of passing it um and if they do then hey it's pretty dramatic if you roll that 12 against the first level player you might be able to just drop somebody with a cantrip so um that may that may be good or bad <laughs> that that's up to your <laughs> style as a dm um, but certainly something to consider i think it's nice because it because it is a um saving throw you can't crit on it um i'm very aware that at like levels one and two like a single critical hit can be deadly um like literally you through the massive damage rules you could actually just kill a character in one hit um and so the fact that this is a d12 which is a scary amount of damage but you know it's never going to crit means that uh, i don't know i like it as a as a cantrip to give low level spellcasters against low level opponents um it helps your dwarf character feel very cool that they played a dwarf mm-hmm. um yeah i think that if you have a dwarf in the party definitely include enemies that are going to use poison damage just to you know let 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 them feel good about the the choice that they've made um and then again at higher levels uh liches and other spellcasters that can cast cantrips as a legendary action um probably at high levels most of your characters have a pretty reliable way of dealing with poison um but this might be a good way to just drop some damage like you know your your lich is an 18th level spellcaster so 4d12 damage as a legendary action is nothing to sneeze at one other thing I guess to say about poison spray is it can be kind of fun to consider what the cantrip looks like or acts like. Um, Mm. I can, I can totally picture if you, uh, as a DM give this to like a bullywug mage or druid or something like that, like their tribes shaman, that's just like a belch 
It's just like halitosis spray. It just burps in a character's face and they have to take poison damage from it. And it's really gross and not fun for anybody. Um, yeah. Or like, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the kobold sorcerer has like a little bit of green dragon in him or something like that. And he breathes poison gas. Um, the spell says it's um, from your palm, but that's, you know, that's whatever you can, you can change that. You can have your character like fart at his enemies and they die, which would be pretty hilarious. As soon as you put gas in the uh, description of the spell, you know, exactly. What's <laughs> you know exactly what the inevitable result is. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to say about poison spray? No, I don't think so. Uh, I probably won't take it, but you can. (laughs) All right, that's it for Poison Spray. Thanks so much for listening. You can rate or review us wherever you're listening. That helps other listeners get connected with us. And you can follow us at Player Spellbook. That's Player Spellbook with one S on Twitter. Just let us know what you like, what you don't like, all the takes you disagree with, and... Join us next week for Prestidigitation. Thanks for listening.